Hi everyone, happy Wednesday it will be when this releases. Um, we have a very special The Sun and the Star episode for everybody tonight. It is 10.27 p.m. on Tuesday, May 2nd, and Carter is going to recap for us the Boston Book Tour. So stick around. Okay, hi everybody. Um, as <laughs> promised, we are here tonight with a special guest, Carter Nakamoto, <laughs> who was in person at the Boston Book Tour event for The Sun and the Star. I'm your co-host, Erica, and we're really excited to hear all about this. This is an episode for if you really, really want to know what happened and you can't get to a book tour or if you really want to spoil what happens and you're going to Atlanta or San Fran or something um, and you want to just spoil it for yourself, go ahead. But again, this is here for you whenever you want. Um, we won't be talking about the book yet because Carter hasn't read it. And we are going Four to be careful about spoils. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Uh, long bus ride to get back home. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Carter, it's so lo lovely to have you here. Um Tell us a little bit about what motivated you to attend this book tour. You know, I think I a priori wanted to go, but um, good, I was good. reminded of it a lot when um, Erica was visiting Boston most recently. Mm, and nice. um, it was also just after I had broken my knee. So Carter broke I was their knee. sitting on the couch, um, hearing about the book tour. And I was like, damn, let me see if I can get a ticket that is suitable for somebody who has a broken knee and I got mm -hmm. one and that I would say about 40% worked out. 40% um, <laughs> is, is good. Good. Yeah. Worked no, out better not. than it does not at good. the workplace. <laughs> sure. Um, so tell us, was it okay? Before you dive in to the play by play, did you have fun? Oh, did it rock? Yeah. I had a phenomenal time. Um, I was a little apprehensive about it going in because when I got off the bus, the line was really, really long to get in. Good to know. Um, I yeah. got there like after after seven when the event started. And for those of you who know anything about ooh Central Medford Square, um, <laughs> it went from the Chevalier all the way to actual the the central intersection. I don't know. This is like a broader New England thing. If any of you know New England, you know that when they say a square, what they mean is a terrible intersection of like <laughs> five to six roads with oh, like good. two stoplights that are just rife with fatalities and bicycle injuries and um, just the rudest, most um, like anti-humanistic driving that you've ever seen. So it was going, the line stretched from the theater to there and then around the corner again by this like vintage ice cream place or something. It was a long ass line, but the people were excited. Um, a lot of merch I saw on the line, a lot of people in costume. Yay. What did you wear, Carter? Audience participation. Um, you know, um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I broke my knee. So my outfits have been very <laughs> uninspired. Um, this is kind of the That's only okay. thing going on in my life right now uh is having a broken knee um it's hard it's very time consuming um and i yeah. just don't um think about other knees things. are important i feel like one could generously say that i did a light nico cosplay in the sense that um i was wearing you a were black injured leather jacket and sad and, um and i was sad and like angry 
and didn't talk to anybody and had my earbuds in in line. I was like, oh my God, this is, oh, I almost tripped on a child on my way to get my spot in line. But exactly. I didn't trip on a child. I'm pro-children. It was lovely Good. to see all the children there, their parents Aww, as well. So the future, also the past. Shout out to all you other old people who were there as well. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. I met three people who stopped me at various points, two as they were leaving the theater, and one literally um, as we were transferring um, at Sullivan Square off of the 95 bus. Um, who were like, oh my God. Oh. Love the podcast. Wow. Um, Carter, what does it feel so like to be to famous? <laughs> it's literally so wild because I uh, like don't do any of the work for this. But I feel like I've been recognized <laughs> for the podcast so many times. Carter is um, literally so recognizable. <laughs> I literally asked Liam, who is a former guest on this podcast, if anybody stopped him. And he was said no. So literally. so recognizable. Liam is like six foot four um i was like wearing an no, outfit and everything um oh, yeah he did show up in a in a in a suit um <laughs> but yeah no carter you are recognizable good not for even you. my voice these times too i was like sitting silently with a mask on reading a book nico core oh my god um <laughs> anyway <laughs> the vibes are good there was a lot yeah. of audience participation um Mark and Rick seem to be having a good time. Oh, I heard there was a presentation. Glad I went. Yes. Basically, it was a PowerPoint. Um, That's so special. They had a PowerPoint party for the sun and the star. Yes. Like put together by the editor. There was a lot of art. I feel like I, it's so embarrassing. I was sitting not close enough for the pictures to be good, but I took them and I have them and they're on the camera roll and I posted I might some post of them already. Really awful pictures of my terrible seat. Oh, screen. <laughs> That's some Nico and Will fan art that I just showed Erica on my phone. Uh, that was on the screen. There is the classic Viria Nico fan art. It was also on the screen. Interesting choice to use the Viria fan art. Rick stuck to his guns. I, I like guess it's technically still the official one. But Becky I thought they would use Alessia. Becky made a cameo. I do really know what the Alessia art looks like now, and I do not believe that they showed it Okay. as part of the PowerPoint presentation. They did show Mark's original art. They showed um, a photograph of Mark at age 19. Oh my God, stop it being a like a total like punk they era have emo. a nose ring. There's liner. There is, I want to say a, a mohawk. mohawk. Nice. Uh, there was also an image of Rick at maybe age 22 with past shoulder length the, hair that I yes, was not able to photograph. Rick. They only flashed it for like three seconds. I was so um, overwhelmed and I was not able to capture it. There was a full ass PowerPoint. It's true. Um, what what can we say about this? Most of the PowerPoint... Oh, okay. So the broad setup of the event was that the two of them were sitting on stage being interviewed by... I don't know if this is going to be true for all the stops. At the Boston stop, at least, they were being interviewed by their mutual editor, who is also how they met. Stephanie like, interviewed Stephanie them? Stephanie interviewed them. That's oh my correct. god! But Stephanie I am a interviewed massive them. Massive Stephanie fan in character as literally. This is the wild part: is that I I got my copy of the book at the event. So Stephanie was in character as somebody who nobody knew because it was Ooh, a character that which was character the, the blue haired um, riddle asker Gorgira? Yes, 
There we go. Gorge That's the name. Ira. I don't know how to say it, but I was reading it. Gorge Ira. And I believe that is how they pronounce it on stage as well. It Wait, looks like maybe they pre-planned the bit, but Stephanie also, it, was, it wasn't just a bit. They committed the entire time. Stephanie was never out of character on stage. Um, oh my God. I literally love her. She's my freaking hero. Accent. She was doing an accent the whole time. And I don't know that I could place the accent. Um, I want to say a garbled combination of Italian and transatlantic and um, Professor Trelarney. Um, Oh, good, good. (laughs) For people who don't know Stephanie Lurie, she is the, I really don't want to misquote this, senior editor, I want to say, at Disney Hyperion. She oversees everything, not just that Rick writes, but all of the Rick Riordan Presents books. Obviously, there are other editors who work underneath her, but she is truly an extremely important component to getting these books in our hands and establishing the world of the Reardon verse. She rocks. You can follow her on social media. S.O. Lurie. The event began basically with Stephanie, again, in character, in costume, asking a bunch of high-level questions about the book that it was expected that all the fans would have. What is the book about? Who is Nico? Who is Will? Why do you have a co-author? What is a co-author? What is the process like of collaborating between the two of you? Yes. So we got all these backstories. Mark told the story of the first time they read all of Rick's books. Oh. Which was on an ebook on tour. And we got like the whole process of them beginning to collaborate. Rick said that he had this idea and that he reached out to Stephanie to see if she had any recommendations for who a good queer co-author might be. And Stephanie... I believe was previously also editing Mark, I think mm-hmm. she said. So she recommended They had worked them. on a project together that like fell through, I believe. Oh. And that's how they knew each other. Interesting. Mark interesting. tweeted okay. about that today. Yeah. This process also is very um, interesting to me where they made Mark sign an NDA and they, mm-hmm. um, they basically had Mark audition, it sounds like. Yeah, like they, they had, had Mark write in a draft of like the yeah. first five chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, Based on the outline is... Rick had already written. Correct, correct. I feel like that's really wild. I think that makes sense. Like, conceptually, I understand auditioning, but... Yeah. I feel like with writing and filming and editing and stuff, the idea of an audition where your work product is something that is immediately usable and presentable, I think it's really fascinating. There's been a lot of discourse about when that is appropriate mm. and, like, what kind of a labor practice that is. There was oh. also a Rick shout-out to the um, WGA because he is now a member of the WGA. Right. So we got, I was going to um, say, we should probably talk information. and mention um, that. Yeah. It was Somebody in the audience asked, basically, is this going to delay the second season? Which was did audience an interesting questions? way of asking this. They were, like, pre-screened. Like, audience index oh. card questions, which I was not able right, to access right, right. because I... um use the elevator and that's not where they kept the index cards but um wow (laughs) some of the audience questions were good um wow i'm i'm okay i was taking copious notes the whole time i'm gonna read off some quotes here do it mark said that um when they were thinking about wanting the project they said quote basically it's all about the colored sticky notes i don't know if anyone has seen the images i believe they've posted these to social media literally of mark's copies of the books yes color-coded sticky notes a la, um, you know, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, they said, I think they're going to release the color coding at some point soon and (laughs) otherwise try to explain what's going on there. Mark also said, quote, I was young Mexican Nico in my young goth punk rock phase. 
Exactly. That was that. to go with a picture of 19 year old Mark. <laughs> yes, exactly that. It was so true. Yeah. It was nice to see other people all being all like headcanoning Nico as their um, non-white ethnicity, even though we Nico is like very certainly very Italian. Japanese? But also not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Mark, okay, I didn't know about this. I don't know how much of this Mark tweeted. Um, I like read like a bunch of Mark's Twitter feed before this. Some of those things were echoed. Mark did make a big statement at the end about how much they... Um, felt grateful to the fandom and said specifically that they thought that this was a unique community online experience and that they have a folder on their phone of screenshots in the first three days after the collaboration was announced Aww. and all the cute gay memes that people sent them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's us. We're people. <laughs> I really hope that we're one of them. Uh, damn. Uh, <laughs> what did Mark say? Mark. Okay. Mark took credit for specific things. There was an interesting, like Mark was so, so reverent of Rick throughout this whole yeah. thing and could not say enough nice things about them. But also yeah. they were like taking credit for some things, which I really, good. I was in favor of. I appreciated it. Mark specifically said that um, some things, the eternity, and they also said the flashback scene. If any of you have yeah. your physical copy of the book. It's the big is, chunk we're of We're going to spoil pages. it. There's, there, yeah, there's like a black chunk Don't right spoil in the middle it, that you can Don't see on the outside. That chunk is Mark's idea. Um, Great. Yes. Mark also named one of the trogs. And they gave this name. His Majesty. His Majesty apparently His was. Majesty. <laughs> Mark's idea. Um, Rick made a hand heart at one point um, to Mark. Aww. During the event, exactly like that, um, listeners, uh, because this is uh, not a visual medium, the hand heart is um, thumb to thumb, it, it fingers the, to fingers, thumb to thumb, curled fingers to curled fingers in the way that you like, you know, an idol wouldn't do it. Um, it's uh -huh. like very like, yeah, uh, Rick Riordan, if he were to do a hand heart, he would he would do that one. That's so was, lovely. I'd love to hear that. I'm sure somebody was, got a picture. It was nice for him. Rick said, quote, Fox, who made the Peter Johnson movies. Oh my God! He now was really on one. He literally um, said the Peter Johnson movies. He said, "Don't come at me, Fox. You didn't read my letters." So yeah, the, the format of the event in the beginning was like a Q and A structured around the book with slides of different art to ask questions like, "Why Mark? Like, why is Mark a good co-author? Why would you have a co-author? What was the impetus for the book? Um, uh, did anything get added?" to the original outline after it was made there was a screenshot of the original outline that was a part of the powerpoint um <laughs> cool but then eventually they um switched oh this was cool i hope they post this i hope they literally they should post the slideshow on the internet it's like 2023 maybe they um, will after the last tour post the date, slides which is you like gotta Friday. post the slides that's just yeah. um common educational courtesy um they have this cute little image of all of the different monsters that are important to the book that they put on a slide. And Mark got up and walked around the back of the seating area and was pointing at them and saying Aww. things about their backstories and gave us this whole backstory specifically about their personal relationship to the Eternae because of a, I want to say an English teacher in elementary school or middle school who had them read Alexander the Great's diaries. Wow, that's Which is how really they cool. know about these. And they were like, yeah, these are not part of the modern canon of retellings of Ooh, something uh, new. the Greco-Roman tradition. Um, yeah. They also did the same thing where they, like, this was really giving 
gay people slideshow party where they um <laughs> they showed mark's original doodles so if you have a physical copy of the book the what do you call them the insets if you like flip open the cover on either end mm-hmm. th- there there is something that looks kind of like a wallpaper a map but it's kind of a map but it's also not because it's really not to scale it's just a series like of arrows drawn map. connecting physical events slash yeah. um experiences that they uh-huh. have throughout the journey and that came out of mark's draft but the draft is uh wow. like very bad um like not bad content wise but bad in the sense that um, mark oh it's adorable draw, and they were very um emphatic it's about adorable. that and there are all these labels saying this is a draken uh make it nice <laughs> Um, or there, there's like a stick figure of a woman and it says parentheses Persephone imagine she's pretty um, <laughs> that's so it was lovely. very cute and then we got to eventually I think Rick structures all of his events this way there is basically the Rick broader universe sideshow updates trade show shareholders convention yes um, the Disney shareholders convention <laughs> literally it's the like D23, D23 of it all but for Rick. Okay, so Rick <laughs> didn't announce a Hunter's Talia Reyna novel, I'm guessing, because I would have heard about that by now. Okay, yes, you would have heard about it by now. Oh, Listeners, bummer. as you remember, we got the Sun of the Star announcement at the Daughter of the Deep book tour on We Zoom, were there on Carter's sofa. Everyone, yes, on the sofa in this apartment. Um, So, like, I, you probably heard about it immediately. It was all over Twitter. If you're scrolling Twitter, if you have been scrolling Twitter at any point in the past 12 hours, you probably realized that we have not had an equivalent announcement, but there were still updates on things. He, first of all, went through all the RRP stuff. Yay! Delightful. I love getting the RRP update at every Ryan Inverse event now. It's so exciting. Yeah, he's he does a good job pitching them. And you can definitely tell. A, I was really heartwarmed to see that some of the kids in the audience really seem to have reactions before. Like some people in the audience were like, really responding to his pitches like oh i haven't heard of this before that sounds cool i'm gonna go check out some of these books oh yeah kids are impressionable but that's the thing it's like some of the kids were definitely the other way we're like some of the books like okay i don't know if this is like a shady thing to some of the books got bigger screams than others which to Mm. me is indicating that some of those kids were like yeah i read the first two books yeah and this is the one that i'm excited for oh yeah shout out gracie gracie (gasps) the people the people the people were waiting. The people were demanding. She is literally famous. Guys, we are literally talking to Gracie in like nine days. So get very excited for our <laughs> The Last Fallen Realm episode. I'm literally reading it right now. No spoilers. Yes, me as well. Um, I'm very excited for that. She's my hero. Rick gave us a special insight. Specifically, I did not know into Rashani Chakshi's new project. Rashani, you will know. Heritage. Yes, the new project Folklore. about Filipino heritage. But you'll know Rashani from the Arusha books. Which, which are, are also very popular. Very, very popular. Yeah. The and complete now. Wild. Yeah, complete. The original RRP books, as you may or may not remember. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was really exciting. Rick did that. He went through all of those. He gave us the adaptation updates. I guess that was maybe the news, but he didn't have any, you know, it was maybe less exciting because he wasn't announcing anything that we didn't already know was in some stage of progress. So he gave us basically updates on Kane on Kane, he said they are in the fifth round of screenplay edits and things, but they haven't officially signed the contract yet, but it's in development with Netflix, which I think people already knew for a feature film adaptation. we knew that. Mm -hmm. One film per book. They're they're working through the Red Pyramid right now, but it's not like set in stone yet. Um, What? 
else did he talk about? He talked about Daughter of the Deep. He said he just turned in the first screenplay draft of that. And there's, this is interesting. The screenplay draft is with a co-author. Yeah. Aditi Brennan Kapil. This was, in fact, already announced literally two years ago. But the announcement, I guess, is that, I, I didn't know that there was going to be a, a co-writer for the screenplay. The announcement is that the screenplay draft is done and submitted to Disney+. Plus. Cool. Um, and Rick also said, okay, I guess this was maybe the big announcement. The people, as you would imagine, went wild when he put up his little slide. The slideshow is going all the time, by the way. There's a slide for every RP book. There's a slide for every party. adaptation project, PowerPoint party. Um, the final slide was for the Disney Plus TV adaptation, yeah. as you might expect. Uh-huh. And the update is that Rick has screened a first cut of all of the episodes. Oh my God. Isn't that's like a big deal i mean he, we knew he, that he, becky had seen huge, some things but that there's a is huge wild. caveat that the special effects aren't done yet so they're like they're <laughs> it's Obviously, early stages yeah. let me let me read a quote so that i don't mischaracterize what happened here um what did he say there were six months of principal photography for them um he said he is quote relieved that was his primary reaction oh they're not gonna peter johnson it Quote, I think you guys will be really pleased. Aww. I'm excited. We're on track. Um, what else is there to say? Um, he did that, and then his final update was about um, Chalice of the Gods. Um, Great. But it wasn't really an Cannot update, wait. because we knew about that. Um, and he basically just like gave the rundown of the premise again, gave a rundown of the backstory of the book again, which, as you may or may not remember, was basically a negotiating tactic as they were trying to gear up for the Disney Plus series, where he... <laughs> He really cannot stop himself from continuing to shade the execs at Disney and Fox. Good. I did not know that he... I mean, this is, I guess, the man behind Persassi, but, like, he really was, Literally Persassi. He himself is Persassi. That's... Literally, that is his voice. He was like, yeah, I had to remind them that they own the intellectual property. They were so surprised. Um, But it was like, (gasps) did you know that you literally published me? (laughs) It's giving Richard... Richard, Richard, Richard. They did say, okay, Becky showed up. That was very exciting. Becky made an appearance yeah. on stage. That's so exciting. Apparently, Becky said that um, the new book is very influenced by Mark's writing style. Yes. They didn't oh my really God. elaborate about what that meant. That is something other than the, I, I think, observed. Like, like emotional. Yes. You observed that it. That is something in... I violently felt as far as the structure of the book as well as the content, that it was highly influenced by Mark's personal style. No, but they meant for Chalice. They were saying like oh, for Chalice, Chalice is like very impacted by the experience Our... of having collaborated with Mark. According to Becky, apparently that was what Becky said after reading the draft. And what Becky says is law. So that's amazing. We got a little tidbit that the last five lines of The Sun and the Star have been the last five lines since the first draft that Mark wrote. That's kind of intriguing. I'm very curious. Oh, okay. This is actual tea. So I think this is actual tea. To me, this was news. Somebody asked, one of the audience questions was, when did you know that Nico was gay? <laughs> Whoa, that's a really good question. That's tea, right? I feel like we are constantly having this discussion. Somebody just asked. Rick said, um, quote, okay, this is not, I'm not, I shouldn't quote this. I, I tried to type this down, but I was typing on my phone. Rick basically said, I knew Nico was gay since the Battle of the Labyrinth. And that Percy was clearly mm. very important to him. But he also said, I didn't know everything he was going through at the time, but also neither did he. He also said, relatedly, um, you know, I think Nico was trying to come out to me as we were going through those books. Oh my God. Yeah. 
And that makes perfect sense. And then Mark was like, I, I always knew Nico was gay. Ah! <laughs> Period! <laughs> Period! Period. I knew it from the myth of magic cards. <laughs> from the jump, from the aviator jacket and the that messy, messy haircut and the myth of magic cards. And that's why what Mark says is law. Mark also gave an interesting tidbit, which totally 100% makes sense. But they said basically that somebody asked them what was difficult about writing the books. And they mostly said writing will for them was yes. the hard part. I know that because they were like, Mark I'm mentioned- Nico. I understand yes. Nico. I everything about this but he was like yes. i don't know like i'm not will and i w- what else did they say about that they, they were also saying like will is in an environment where he is not skilled and has no experience and he's not meant to be oh um, i can't so wait to they were talk like, about how that, do i y'all. how do i like make will somebody who is not necessarily in generally useless but like is very much contextually not in his element and struggling yeah and not i know mark put in that tweet thread um that becky was really helpful in earliest and early on mark yes. trying to figure out how they to also said will. that on stage yeah yeah um oh my god what else did they say okay i'm gonna read last minute basically things. last minute things. Quote. go ahead and just read them carter this is from Mark. There are very few stories. Th- this is like paraphrasing. There are very few stories about being in a relationship and putting in the work to stay in a relationship in middle grade books. We wanted to treat Nico and Will the same as Percy and Annabeth, the same attention and love and respect. It's an exploration of what it means to stay together. Relationships are never easy, but they don't have to be hard. This is a book where these two understand each other more as it goes on. But also it's important that we wanted to feature platonic relationships that are and should be on the same level. This was in response to an audience question about how they depicted the relationship and what takeaways people are supposed to have after reading the book. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel that. I feel that very deeply. There are Percibeth parallels. Yes. That that was the line that really got me. It was like, I, they, they basically said like they, they deserve the same respect and treatment and attention wow and how did you feel about that carter <laughs> i was like what well, that's that's like very profound which i mean like literally this is a book where we're following the through the two of them through tartarus like the book itself is a parallel to it's built into the, the project movies. yeah it's um, true and it's very appropriate um mark also okay i think this is very iconic this is probably the last thing we're gonna say about this um there was a question about godly parents and mark said <gasps> i have two godly parents isn't that iconic? They said, <laughs> I'm an Olympian. <laughs> I have an Olympian. What, what were Mark's godly parents? They said Hades and uh, Mr. D. Not Dionysus. Mr. D. Wait, that is a cool. Isn't that, that hilarious and iconic? Sense. That you don't Nico's even need dad to explain. Nico's dad and Nico's kind of foster adopted dad slash therapist. Um, literally makes perfect sense. That is the 100% the energy we get from Mark, I would say. And did Rick say Hermes? Because I saw some tweets. Rick did say Hermes. And he also said, quote, um, it is something I talked about in therapy. Thanks for asking. Wow. What? Rick? Rick had to tell that his own therapist of... about his godly parent. Just like oh me, God. for real. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> I do feel like, I remember sitting there and he said that. And I was like, when he said the therapy line, I was like holding the chair and I was like, oh my God. Are we going to talk about Luke? Is this where we're going today? What is... But we Whoa. didn't. We sure did not. I didn't even we think about that. We left it at that. Um, wow. Yeah, and the last thing that they talked about, basically, they Mark gave the big fandom speech that I was alluding to earlier. 
but they also wrapped basically somebody asked them about impact um of the books and rick's answer was referring to a scene that i haven't read yet but erica has read between nico and piper about oh impact oh and about oh <laughs> the oh. like responsibilities and meanings of carving a path in the world was the takeaway yeah. i got from their conversation yeah absolutely and mark was like that was when i wrote that scene i was thinking about my like writing relationship with you like he said that to rick Aww. isn't that beautiful oh my god i'm gonna cry the entire time tomorrow i like <laughs> i'm really excited this has been so lovely and special it's been so lovely and special to like see people we know not only at the event, but like get to talk to them. Everybody, if you listen to Prophecy Radio, um, Karen from Prophecy Radio interviewed Rick and Mark tonight, and they're going to have a special episode on that. Let us know if you were there, if you're going to another uh, tour stop. And also I wanted to say, because um, some people have already been reaching out to us about this. If you are not in a place where it is, you know, safe for you to read this book, um, you know, if you live at home with your parents or otherwise you're in a location um, where you can't read this book that is, you know, openly queer and stuff like that. Um, I hope that this can be a space for you to digest the content. So as we go through and talk about the book starting like I think next week, um, we'll recap a few chapters at a time. Um, and yeah, hopefully there's nothing incriminating about our podcast art or anything like that. And you can listen to this and, and we can share that space together. And yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this book. I am now, I guess, two days, finished it for context, two days from having finished it. I immediately, as soon as I finished it, I had nobody to talk to about it. Um, until I found out Karen had also read it and then Karen and I got to talk about it, but I had no one to talk about it, about it, about it with. And I immediately just messaged Mark because I was like, who else am I going to say this to? And <laughs> Mark replied right away. And like, we had a chit chat about the last scene in the book and which I can't wait to recount once we get there in several weeks. But yeah, this is going to be a really special time. I think I'm really excited. Yay. Me too. All I'm right. going to go read right now. Yay! Carter's gonna go read. Um, we're gonna get prepared to record the first few chapters. Um, I I think mentally it's gonna be one through three. So if you're listening to this now and you're reading along, one through three. Four. No. Four? Is that what I said? Four is the end of the sequence. Okay. Whatever Carter says goes. <laughs> what Carter says is law. All right. One through four. And if we don't get through four, at least you're prepared. All right. Thank you, Carter, for making it all the way to the tour on your broken knee. And all the way home <laughs> to share this information with us. I'm so excited oh, for the tour tomorrow night. It was a great time. You're going to have so much fun. <laughs> they gave out oh. t-shirts at our stop. I hope you get t-shirts. And oh, I hope the line isn't too long. Oh. Embrace your demons. Okay. It was like a surprise That's for us. Fun. Stephanie literally <laughs> leaked it on Twitter. It was very funny. She was like, I can't wait to wear my shirt and be a groupie um, <laughs> at the tour. And then like 24 hours later, they were like, surprise, everyone's getting t-shirts. <laughs> we will talk to you guys soon. I don't want to overhype this book because I want everybody to go into it, you know, with their own POV. But I had an excellent time and I'm really feeling the love and the gratitude for Mark and Rick and Becky and Stephanie and everybody at Disney Hyperion and you guys and Carter and just being here. First four chapters were busted. Period. We'll, we'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Happy 16 years of Nico D'Angelo as of yesterday. <gasps> and we'll talk to you all soon. See you next week. 
Bye, all. Bye.